Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening to this. This is Kofid One, and you are locked into episode two of the Deep Dive Discipleship Podcast, the show dedicated to exposing the discipleship crisis in the 21st century church and charting a way forward. I hope you're doing well out there as you're listening to this today or out there in podcast land. In the last episode, I attempted to paint a picture of what I like to call the discipleship crisis. Now, I'm no Al Gore, younger millennials and Gen Zers. That was my generation's Greta Thunberg, but that's for another time. I'm not trying to be Al Gore here, but I do think that there is a genuine crisis surrounding the lack of discipleship in the church and its fruit. And so I hope that in the last episode, if you haven't listened to that, please stop this, go listen to that. If you listen to it, I hope that I successfully proved that we've got a bit of a discipleship crisis on our hands. Well, this isn't a bad news podcast. I mean, it's a real news podcast, but I hope not just to give you the bad news. In this episode, I want to get around to actually defining the term of the hour. Just what do we mean by discipleship? You can see from the title, I've called this Discipleship 101 because what I really want to do is to rediscover this concept and to kind of demystify it a little bit. I think it's very easy to think about discipleship and to make it seem like this really high level, high brow, super amazing idea. But actually, I want to make this real simple. I want to kind of boil this down into simple terms that we can all think about and we can all understand. So let me give you a roadmap for where we're going to go in this particular episode. First off, we're going to start with what I call some false flags, you know, things that look like discipleship, but they're really not. My hope is that in looking at that, I know it's going to sound a bit more like bad news, but my hope in doing that is to get you to think about some of the things that we often think are discipleship. But when you actually stop and think about it, they really aren't, sorry to say. Secondly, I want to then develop a definition for discipleship that will help us to kind of get started thinking about this subject and actually it's going to form something of a roadmap for the next few episodes. So two very simple ideas I want to cover in this episode, some false flags and then a definition of discipleship. So with that, let's jump straight in. What are some of these false flags of discipleship? What are some of these, what I like to call non-discipleship discipleship ideas i think when we think about this idea it's easy to think that we all mean the same thing but i've come to realize as a bible teacher and in my own conversations with people over the years on this subject that we may all be using the same terms well some of us anyway but we don't always mean the same thing so for a moment let me do a little definition by negation let me explain what i mean by what i don't mean if that makes some sense. Well, the first thing to we have to kind of grapple with is the reality that discipleship is not just learning about Bible and theology. Uh, let's call this the knowledge trap. You know, the assumption that growth in knowledge is the same thing as growth in discipleship. Now, yes, I think doctrine and theology are important. Yes, I think Christians should think deeply and cultivate a thorough understanding of the truth. In fact, if you want to dig into that subject, if you're hearing me for the first time and you're like, really, you really think that? I do. If you want to know more, John Piper wrote a book a number of years ago called Think. The book was called Think. The life of God 
let me sure I get it right. It was the life of the mind and the love of God or something along that line. It was a while ago since I read it personally. But I found it really, really helpful because it did talk about the reality that, well, part of loving God includes loving God with our minds. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't cultivate a deep and thorough understanding of the truth, that we shouldn't care about doctrine and theology. I recall these episodes in my office. My office is surrounded by books. I like to read. I like to study. But in and of itself, discipleship is not just the accumulation of knowledge and resource about Bible and theology. In and of itself, that's not discipleship any more than reading an anatomy book will make you Ben Carson. You know, Ben Carson, the famous neurosurgeon, gifted hands. If you have read that book, go read that. It's very inspiring. But the reality is discipleship is not just accumulation of knowledge about Bible and theology. Secondly, discipleship is not just, quote unquote, developing community. Now, I will save my rant about the subject of community for another time. But for now, discipleship is not the same thing as developing community. I'll never forget talking to a pastor in a church that I was in about the need for discipleship and him saying, you know, Kofi, our church is actually doing a lot of discipleship. Folks are getting together. In particular, I was talking about the lack of discipleship among men. And he was saying, you know, folks are getting together and they're getting to know each other. There's a lot of discipling taking place. And I, 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 you know, I, I, I heard that. You can hear the confusion in my voice, I hope. Because I heard that and I couldn't believe my ears. It was just like, wait what i mean i'm in this church i know there's no discipleship of the men taking place because i see the men the problem with a statement like that when a man says well a lot of discipleship is happening because people are getting together and they're getting to know each other it's assuming that because people get together discipleship happens if that were the case then in toastmasters and rotary clubs and even freemasons like disciple making allegedly is happening all the time because those people are getting together all the time. No, discipleship is not just developing community. Community may form a part of that. And in fact, I'm going to jettison the use of the word community and use the Bible term. Fellowship may form a part of that. Yeah, fellowship, you know, those old fashioned Bible terms that I think we should get back to using, but I digress. Fellowship may be the petri dish, as it were for discipleship taking place but developing fellowship in and of itself is not just discipleship thirdly discipleship is not just going through a program now let's be clear i'm, I'm a very organized person I, i'm all for programs and structure around discipleship actually in my own personal private time for years now i've actually been working on a church-based discipleship program that i'm hoping that one day i can apply in the context of my own local church programs are fine and honestly some of you listening to me need them <laughs> but programs are not the same thing as the heart pursuit of discipleship my type a people can, can i talk can we talk for a second i mean type a people let's be honest we rule the world I mean, this is a fact. The world is not run by really relaxed, just eh, no big deal people. No, it's we people who have a plan and stick to it and make sure it works and double check and triple check to make sure the plan works. We type A people rule the world. If you listen to this podcast and you disagree, oh, hum. But there is a danger with our glorious disposition, type A people, that 
for all of our love of seeing things done right and seen through to the end, we can confuse going through a program and t- ticking some boxes with being discipled. Almost as though if I do the things, then I'm being discipled. And I want to talk about this in just a moment, but actually, discipleship is a heart posture that manifests itself in doing particular things. Doing the particular things in and of themselves is not discipleship. Discipleship actually begins with a heart and life posture. And out of that heart and life posture will come the pursuit of very particular things that we get involved in. Well, if those are the false flags, the things that look like discipleship, but aren't, you know, just learning about Bible and theology in and of itself, you know, quote unquote, developing community or just going through a program. If these are the things that look like discipleship, but aren't the real deal. Well, then that begs the question, doesn't it? The question that it begs is just what is discipleship? Well, that's the second half of what I want to talk about. And here we're going to slow down and take a little more time. I want to offer a simple one sentence. It's a long sentence, but a one sentence definition of discipleship. Don't worry if you don't catch it all the first time. It will actually be in the show notes. Here's my one sentence definition of discipleship. Discipleship is the intentional and life pursuit of likeness to Jesus through diligent use of the means of grace and spiritual disciplines with the result of knowledge of, love for, and service to Christ. Let me hit you with that again. Discipleship is the intentional and life pursuit of likeness to Jesus through diligent use of the means of grace and spiritual disciplines with the result of knowledge of, love for, and service to Christ. Now, let me take a moment and break that down. Like I said, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. This may be another short podcast. We'll see how this goes. Because what I want to do is, in future episodes, take each part of this definition and actually devote more time to it from a scriptural perspective. So, Consider this the 30,000 foot view, like I titled the episode, it's 101. I'm just giving you kind of the basics, kind of enough of an introduction so that you can know what we're talking about, and then we'll drill down deeper in a little more detail. So number one, please note that I use the language of intentional and life pursuit. That's the first part we need to get down. This biblical discipleship is intentional and it's lifelong. It's intentional and it's lifelong. I like cooking. I like cooking a lot, actually. Cooking is hard work, though. If you do it like I do it, which I would argue is the right way, you find a recipe because, after all, you're type A and you don't have the patience to wing it, nor the desire to trial and error the thing. Failure is kind of hard for us type A people. So I try not to fail. Give me a recipe that I know works and I can follow it. So you find a recipe, you get your ingredients, you prep them, you put them together and you cook it takes time it takes intentionality i can't just in five minutes say "Mm, i'm gonna do this when i cook it takes me a while but the more you do it the more of a skill set you develop over the course of a lifetime early on when i was learning to cook i made a lot of mistakes i don't have time for making those mistakes now and neither should i be making those mistakes because i've been doing this a while And I'm going to argue that discipleship is very much the same way. 
Sure, you can sign up for some classes, read some books and go to some conferences and sure, they'll give you a shot in the arm. But catch this, discipleship is a lifestyle that takes a lifetime. Let me hit you with that again. Discipleship is a lifestyle that takes a lifetime. Discipleship involves a decision of the will to keep taking. I'm going to use this phrase a lot, actually, in this podcast. So hear this phrase I'm about to use. Discipleship involves a decision of the will to keep taking one more step to the right. Those are going to be six of the most important words as we have this conversation about discipleship. Discipleship is not about huge, massive leaps as much as it's simply taking one more step to the right. One more step, one more step. That language is not original to me, by the way. It is from Tony Payne and Colin Marshall's book, The Vine Project, where they talk about the reality that discipleship ultimately is a thousand small steps in the right direction rather than loads and loads of big leaps. Sometimes we can have a tendency to say, you know, I need to make this seasonal commitment. You know, it's kind of like the beginning of the year when everyone makes their New Year's resolutions. If you're smart, you don't make New Year's resolutions because I can't be held accountable for breaking a promise I didn't make. But I digress. For those of you who make New Year's resolutions, the beginning of the year, you're like, I'm going to eat healthier or I'm going to be in the gym. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do this and do that. Uh, And then by like, mid-January you've not touched the gym once and you're eating terrible because time is not on your side and what have you no that's not how discipleship works discipleship is not just seasonal commitments to crisis style events as it were it is as Paul puts it in 1 Timothy 4 and 7 training yourself for godliness the word for training there is where we get our word gymnasium from is the idea of hitting the spiritual training room as it were and continually doing so this is intentional it's lifelong this isn't just I did this for a season and I'm going to go excuse me focus on something else no it's continuing in spiritual disciplines so biblical discipleship is intentional and lifelong secondly discipleship is the pursuit of likeness to jesus now think back to those false flags that i gave us at the beginning of this episode did you catch what they all had in common think about those what did they all have in common? If you missed it, none of them had anything to do with the pursuit of Jesus. I want to devote a future episode to the heart of the disciple, but let me state this up front. True discipleship is about pursuing Christ and becoming more like him. True discipleship is about pursuing Christ and becoming more like him. If you don't believe me, here's this from Mark chapter 3 and verse 14. Mark 3 and 14, talking about the disciples. Mark notes that Jesus appointed 12, whom he also named apostles, to be with him to send them out to preach. Don't miss the order there. Before Jesus calls the apostles to him and sends them out as his missionaries, as his emissaries, as his ambassadors, what he does, Mark tells us, is that he calls the 12 and he says, you're to be with me. The Puritan preacher and commentator Matthew Henry, I love the way he puts this. He says, quote, 
They were to be with him that they might fully know him and be able to give an account of him and especially that they might attest the truth of his miracles. They must be with him to receive instructions from him that they might be qualified to give instructions to others. It would require time to fit them for that which he designed them for, for they must be sent forth to preach, not to preach till they were sent and not to be sent till by a long and intimate acquaintance with Christ, they were fitted. Note, Christ's ministers, Christ's servants must be much with him, end quote. You can't follow Jesus without a heart that wants to be with him. You can't have a heart that wants to be with him if you're constantly drawn away by everything else. I'm going to fight the urge to hit preaching, but I, I, I struggle at times when I hear Christians talk about, well, I want to grow in Christ. I want to grow in discipleship, but they want to do it on their terms. So you've got all this other stuff going on that really gets in the way of your ability to be a disciple, but you don't want to pursue that. You or you don't want to make those changes you'd rather keep doing that stuff and then kind of fit discipleship and spiritual growth around that other stuff rather than okay what do i need to get rid of from everything else so i can make this a priority discipleship begins with a heart that says above all else i want jesus that above anything and anyone else i want him it's a kind of heart that says as difficult as it is i want to be like what jesus says in matthew 10 matthew 10 37 through 39 the one who loves a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me the one who loves a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me and whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me anyone who finds his life will lose it and anyone who loses his life because of me will find it as we pursue Jesus, we ought to find that our hearts are being more knit to his and we desire to be more and more like him. So discipleship, biblical discipleship is intentional and lifelong. Biblical discipleship is the pursuit of likeness to Jesus. Thirdly, Biblical discipleship involves the diligent use of the means of grace and the spiritual disciplines. Now, I'm going to devote several episodes to the concept of both the means of grace and the idea of spiritual disciplines. I'm not going to spend too long here. Both of those concepts, means of grace and spiritual disciplines, I think are some of the most neglected ideas in not just the evangelical world, but just the Christian world in general. And so I want to take some time over multiple episodes to actually talk about those. So consider this kind of a survey of a survey. You see, to ensure success in the lifelong pursuit of discipleship, God gives to his church the means of grace, the ministry of the word, the sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper, the gift of fellowship with the Lord's people. These are the what are at least in my theological tradition, we call the ordinary means of grace, just the regular and ordinary means that God uses to convey his grace to us as his children. These are given by our gracious Father God to feed our faith and to encourage our growth in the Christian life. 
And so discipleship involves the diligent use of those means of grace. Don't tell me you want to be a disciple and yet your church attendance is sporadic. You're barely under the preaching of God's word. You're not engaging in any fellowship. You can't remember the last time you partook of the Lord's table. Don't tell me that you're pursuing discipleship and all of those things are completely out of, of sync. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I want to be polite in how I put this. So give me a moment. I think your lack of discipleship is showing in that moment but that's for another episode now in addition to these means of grace that god gives to the church i would argue there are additional spiritual disciplines that christians ought to engage in that aid our discipleship now these spiritual disciplines there's an element of optionality to these things some of these things are good and helpful some of them you don't have to do not, they're not in the same category as the means of grace. Those things are commanded and given by God himself. But they're helpful by all means. I've been very influenced by Don Whitney, who is professor of biblical spirituality at Southern Seminary. And his take on this issue of spiritual disciplines, his book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, is still one of my favorite books to read on this theme. And in his book, he gives the following list of spiritual disciplines. You don't have to agree with every one in the list, and I don't do every single one of these, but there are a number of these that I find to be incredibly helpful, and I pursue myself. So he talks about Bible intake, prayer, worship, evangelism, serving, stewardship, fasting, silence and solitude, journaling, and learning. So that, that's a pretty comprehensive list. But if you think about all of the things in that list, they cover a range of things that form the manner of life of the disciple. And so for those who are pursuing discipleship, it involves diligent use of the means of grace and the spiritual disciplines. Finally, discipleship done rightly and in the power of God's spirit results in knowing loving and serving jesus now credit where it is due that language of knowing serving and loving jesus i borrowed that triad from my good friend pastor john benzinger of redeemer bible church in gilbert arizona he talks about this triad often this idea of knowing serving and loving jesus another way to think of this is that true discipleship impacts us in head heart and hands so think of discipleship as a three-legged stool. There is the knowledge component, there is the loving component, and there is the serving component. Pull out one of the legs from underneath this stool and the whole thing collapses. It cannot bear the weight. If the pursuit of discipleship makes us lopsided in one of these areas, I'm going to put it to you that we're not doing it right. If your discipleship is so heavy on the knowledge component that the loving and service component are missing, mm, something's not right there. If your discipleship is so heavy on the loving component that the knowing and serving is missing, that's a problem. And if your discipleship is so focused on the service component that the knowledge and the loving part are missing, mm, again, problems. Discipleship done rightly and in the power of God's spirit results in knowing, loving, and serving Jesus better. Courses and programs and retreats and, you know, all of these other resources may aid us 
in the pursuit of this kind of discipleship but never ever ever should we think that they are substitutes for the lifestyle of discipleship in the next episode we'll dig a little deeper into what intentionality means for the pursuit of discipleship like i said we're going to start working through that definition piece by piece in way more detail so we're going to dig a little deeper into what intentionality means for the pursuit of discipleship and i'll hopefully give some practical tips for pursuing a more intentional walk with the lord in every area of life but i'm gonna lock it off here and we'll pick that up in the next episode thanks for listening to the deep dive discipleship podcast for more bible teaching resources for my archive of sermons and lessons visit my website at www.deepdivediscipleship.com that's deepdivediscipleship.com if you found this podcast helpful please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a review wherever you heard this it really does help the podcast and i really do appreciate it follow us on social media if you haven't done that as well we're on twitter at the d3 pod and instagram at deep dive discipleship you can also hit me via email kofi at fierylogic.com that's kofi at f-i-e-r-y logic.com and my personal social media just look up a cup of coffee that's a cup of coffee but with coffee until next time don't live in the shallows let's dive deep